All right, special episode. We're going to be talking about the Academy Award nominations pretty soon. Yeah, with Doug Benson. Yeah, and uh, but first, we want to thank our uh, Patreon sponsors and uh, go through our lovely ad tier mm-hmm. that we do. If you're new to the listening, guys, if you go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds, uh, you can support the show for as little as $2 a month. But for uh, $50 a month, we will read your business or project that you're working on, and you will get a plug like these fine Patreon sponsors. You mean like Johnny Rulon? Johnny, I love Johnny. Yeah, he's got his novel Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon, both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope. An immortal lover, T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhardshowproductions.com, happyhardshowproductions.com. And the Audacity Performing Arts Project produces after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and low-performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them at audacityperformingarts.com, audacityperformingarts.com. Support the arts. And uh, the uh, uh, Coffee Over Suicide from Chris Parker Howard. It's a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. Get cut up in season one, and then season two is premiering this month wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. You can still enjoy that show if you drink tea. Yes. And uh, um, it's. I, have you done it yet? Drank tea? Yeah. Yes. Drink tea? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris invited us on the podcast. We have to, we start. Oh, no, I have not yeah. done it yet. I'd yeah. love to be on it. Yeah, we, uh, we'll, we'll set that up. Uh, and Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle podcast and host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. The recorded back-to-back is a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Go to alicefrazier.com. AliceFraser.com. Hello, Alice. And Rebecca Evans, the art podcast. When we move past hesitation, we're true to ourselves. We find our own art in life. You want to hear some fun stories and get inspired? Check out the art. Facebook.com slash the art podcasts. Now, this one we both have done. We both have it's done a great one. two separate really episodes. Fun. It's a really cool mm-hmm. conversation. So check it out. And uh, La Calavera by Alan Ross, the story of a pirate radio operator, decides to go into the pirate cable TV business. Darren Loney, together with a group of misfits and the questionable guidance of a spiritual advisor, in the form of Richard Nixon, gear up to take on the world's largest media conglomerate and it's egomaniacal celebrity ceo it's on amazon and ebook and hard copy now you've been reading i'm a one. couple chapters in mm-hmm. and i'm really beginning to like it that the the richard nixon who just pops in and says mm-hmm. asshole nixon things is fucking hilarious yeah <laughs> i really love it you just be like oh that'll never work you mm-hmm. son of a bitch you know like he's just he's a <laughs> <That's> dick great <laughs> Um, so, all right, that is our Patreon uh, tier. Uh, check it out. And it's $50 a month. And we appreciate all you uh, Patreon members. And Thank you can you. support the show for mm-hmm. as little as $2 a month, $5, $10. You get yep. bonus content. It's really cool. And we got some fun things coming up. Uh, we're about to have a, a meeting to discuss it. Yep. Yeah, so, so it'll be really some cool things coming to Patreon. Stay tuned for the Oscar preview episode that we do every year with Doug Benson. We will give you our what categories, what who we think should win and who will win Get your Oscar pools locked in. Enjoy it. Here it comes. Right now. Suck it. Eat it.
Oh, it's that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. Christmas? Oh, it's Film Nerd Christmas. Yes. That's what it is. It's Film Nerd Christmas. Uh, it's the Oscar, you know, should will. I look forward to this uh, every year. I do too. Mm-hmm. It's exciting, yeah. and uh, it's episode four fifty-five, so we're halfway to nine ten. Yep, I get excited regardless of the quality of the movies nominated, <laughs> 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 so or whatever uh, yeah. nonsense po- politics is happening with regards yeah. to the host. We're still yes. get excited. Yeah, and uh, you know, every time the Academy makes a dumb decision, I like how the fact that they're shamed into reversing it in four to six weeks. Which it's, is perfect. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward uh, to that as much as I do. Yes. The award show, <laughs> whatever thing they did. So. Um, so now, what, what's the next thing they're doing? They're not televising the entire thing. Is that what's going is that, on next? Is yeah, that the next just, the thing that they've released? They're going to make <laughs> it a, I think a radio play yeah. is what they're going to do. Or <laughs> maybe just... Uh, Terrence Malick is going to make a film about the Academy Awards, yeah, and they're going to show that instead. Yeah, I think so. Um, All right. Well, let's welcome our guest. He it. comes every year to join us for this um, from the Doug Loves Movies podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Benson. Hey. <laughs> That's a peculiar intro. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a year. Yes. <laughs> let's celebrate cinema, gentlemen. <laughs> let's do it. We, should, we really should. Oh, wow. <laughs> Movies make us laugh. They oh, make yeah. us cry. They do everything to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. They're um, all purpose. How's everything in the... In the all in, the time. In the Doug Loves Movies world. How's everything Oh, you here? know, been uh, doing shows all over the place. Just did one in our... Uh, uh, we've been there together before the old uh, Good Nights in Raleigh. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so Wasn't that... that was didn't fun. it become something else or... It's still Good Nights, but the Helium guy right. bought it okay. and kept it Good Nights because, you know, uh, they just switched to Helium people in, in the area. And people in the research triangle might be confused. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep it Good Nights, which, I, you know, as comedy club names go, it's one of the better ones. And it's been um, around for whatever, decades. Forever, years, yeah. So. It's been around for so long. They took off the Charlie. It used to be Charlie Good Nights. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when Charlie died... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was just like, let's just call oh, it good nights. So hashtag keep it good nights, everybody. Yes. yes. <laughs> Episode 455, hashtag keep it good nights. <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> well, guys, this is where we're going to go through all the categories. And we're going to, if, if you've listened every year, you're used to this. If you're just joining us, we're going to go through all the categories. And then all three of us are going to tell you which movies we think should win, which we kind of want whatever forever personal favorite personal favorite Mm -hmm. and then what we think actually will win to help you with your oscar pool so and by help we basically mean uh you're you know your guess is probably as good as yeah yeah (laughs) translation good luck good luck (laughs) i mean last year i think i was like killing it like the first seven or eight categories Mm -hmm. i got right and then when it starts to go bad (laughs) (laughs) well that's happened to i think Mm. all three of us yeah at at one point or another someone's Mm -hmm. a front runner Mm -hmm. and then some guy picks up a couple of weird sound design ones or something Mm -hmm. somebody just gets lucky on some you know, best makeup or something, and yeah. there we go. Yeah, and the shorts are always so hard to predict. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. tough one. It's so hard, and I've, I've seen them all this year, and I still couldn't tell you. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I've seen them all. I mean, I try to see them every year, and even, uh, like, you you have no idea what's... 
There's certain gimmies like Pixar, and we'll get into it. But right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. So let's start. Okay. Let's start from the bottom up. Let's go. Speaking of Pixar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Animated short film. Yes. Uh, Bow is the Pixar one. And then there's um, these other ones. Now, did you guys see the shorts? Doug did. I did. Mm-hmm. I saw the animated shorts. Animal behavior is a cute little uh, short about a bunch of animals sitting around like in group therapy. And, uh, of course, their are animal traits when applied to like a human discussion about therapies. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun and cute. Mm-hmm. And then the other four. Would you say less depressing than the live action shorts? <laughs> yes. I was, what I was also going to say, <laughs> and the only one that's not depressing of all, all the animated shorts. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, Bao is, you know, it's Pixar. Right. So it's hard to... It's always going to be in there. Yeah, it's always going to be in the mix. But the question is, uh, you know, they're all like kind of sweet and, uh, you know, I didn't love the style of the animation on on any of them except for uh, the Pixar one, of course. But even the Pixar one takes a weird turn. So you guys didn't see that one? I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird? It is weird. Like I'm like, really? Is <laughs> yeah. That, is that really what's happening? Yeah. And yeah. Then, <laughs> and then shortly after that, it's over, mm-hmm. and you know, it's overall pretty pleasant. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what do you think? I feel like it's like where the Pixar shorts, like they have to kind of follow the, the, um, uh, the formula for the feature films, where it can be cute, but there has to be one poignant moment that's supposed to get you to feel something. And uh, even though it's a short film, it still has to be in there. Yeah, some and, people and even really... If it's, even if it's forced in there, it has to be in there. Yeah, some people really uh, felt emotional about those uh, that, that lonely volcano. Yeah. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lava, I think that was called. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's sort of how Bao is. It's like you're supposed to have feelings about a... Uh, a bun. Basically, a, a, yeah, mm-hmm. a food bun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> food bun, <laughs> food bun. So I'm gonna. Uh, for me, it's uh, will win bow, and I, I, you know, I'll give it a should win as well. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the same <laughs> just because I didn't see the other ones. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a should for animal uh, behavior. Animal behavior, but will is bow. You just if you, I, it's it's a bad play to bet against Pixar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I haven't seen the numbers, but I wonder how often they lose because they've always got one in there. Because mm-hmm. uh, they always make one for every right. you know, big feature, and Bow was played mm-hmm. before Incredibles two. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, okay, best animated feature. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's weird. There's another uh, Pixar, and of course a Disney movie in there as well. So um, that increases their chances dramatically. Now, I think this is actually a really strong category, the There's animated a lot of great features. Movies in here. Yeah. Isle of Dogs I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And, and also to the point of uh, not only was it a really great fun story with good characters, but you know, the stop motion animation looked beautiful too. So from a technical standpoint it looks great, but also Spider Man from a technical standpoint looks really good too. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, Incredibles 2 is good. Ralph Breaks the Internet, they're good. But I think Isle of Dogs and Spider-Man are just simply better, I think, uh, out of those two. So what are I you w- calling that, Chris? Ah, uh, man, I think Isle of Dogs should win because I it was just really great. Uh, but And Spider-Man, I think, will win. But I can't say that one's better than the other. I like both. 
It just depends on how much you like cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Spider-Man and a lot of that. <laughs> um, I mean, Spider-Man is, to me, is the will win because it's just been picking up every yeah. award. It's just mm. got great steam. You know, like nobody feels bad for Incredibles 2 being one of the top 10 movies of all time. Right. You know, it doesn't also <laughs> right. need an Oscar that bad. I, yeah. I imagine the first Incredibles probably won. I'm sure we're off breaks the internet did okay too. Uh, yeah, it did some. Uh, it did some business. Uh, Mirai is uh, anime, and uh, in the great tradition of uh, me trying to watch all of the, uh, it's the one that can't be found. N- n- no, I did find it. Oh, you did? I, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was playing out in Glendale. I had to schlep mm-hmm. out there to see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we're close to Glendale now here in Burbank. But uh, the mm-hmm. point is that. Uh, uh, Every year I have to sit through one of these animes. Because <laughs> they're all sweet ones. You know, it's not Akira with people getting shot right, the fuck up right. and stuff. It's just, you know, a child with a dream and a cloud goes by and it turns into a duck. Yeah. You know, it's just... That's on the movie poster. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I think so. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's kind of a good. sweet movie. It's yeah. about this little, uh, like, four-year-old that's always throwing tantrums and then almost like... Uh, um, you know, like a, a Christmas Carol, uh, he he goes he goes on these little trips into the future. Like his younger sister, he meets her as a, a young woman, and mm-hmm. she like sets him straight about a bunch of shit because he hates his little sister when the baby's born, mm-hmm. and he want you know, and he tries to hit it a lot, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but with you know, in a gentle way. Uh, but anyway, I you know, I'm, I'm just talking about it because I have no one to. Sp- talk to about it uh, <laughs> I, I sat through it brief i watched the whole goddamn thing and uh i wasn't i wasn't uh happier when it was over but uh, like you guys were saying it was an exceptional year for animation i mean the just the visuals of all these movies are, are are quite good and they did some uh they did some great things but for me it's uh Will and should both for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. All right. Doug goes should will. I I mean, it's one of the better superhero movies. It is. Of late, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, I'll say this, um, the one problem I have that I talked about on the show, I went to the 2D version and I was getting a headache and I was sitting in It's weird. It really, it really. You really are like, do I? Did I not get the glasses? Are yeah. they showing That's the wrong print? Yeah. I, got, I asked the, the manager. Why are the edges out of focus and the center not? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was a real, it was an interesting choice. But once you give into it, then it's, uh, you know, it's fine. But yeah, it is confusing. I got a headache. I wanted to. I wanted to get into it. And I, I, I respect the filmmaker for making a cool choice like that visually. But it just was mess. I, it, so I can't. Can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna not giving it up. I'm gonna go Isle of Dogs with a should will. That's well, I mean, point. everybody knows that about you—that you love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Huge dog guy. Yeah. All right. Foreign and life. Japanese culture. Really, and, that right. was two things together. <laughs> yeah, it's my two favorite things. Uh, foreign language film. This is a two-way race. This is Cold War and Roma, with uh, signs point to Roma. <laughs> Here's my question, <laughs> because Roma, to me, should be best picture, right? Mm-hmm. Do they give it, do they intentionally give it to Cold War, because Cold War is getting a lot of buzz, and it's a pretty amazing film, 
And save Roma for best picture. Save Roma for uh, best picture. That's a good picture. question. They could, people could divide up their vote that way, but you mm-hmm. know, how much are people going to make those kind of decisions? Because if you love Roma, you love Roma. You love it. I mean, it's to me, I haven't seen Never Look Away, but I've seen all the others. And it's just, uh, you know, and, well, and Cold War, you know, people love to, you know, talk about the cinematography and it got nominated for cinematography. But like Roma looks amazing as well. I mean, uh, you know, something about uh, the black and white photography. I, I, it's strange more filmmakers don't take advantage of it because everything. I bet you they're going to look so good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a, a new thing. But um I never saw, I didn't see Never Look Away, which is like a three hour movie about art, uh, an artist. Uh, but Capernaum is very, uh, very engaging because it stars like a 10 year old boy and a toddler, and they're both excellent in it. Oh, wow. And, mm-hmm. and also, when it's all said and done, you go, wow, they put those kids through some shit. You know, like, really? like is that going to affect these kids? You yeah. know, because of the things they have to uh, do in the movie. Uh, but. Yeah, I I don't I, to answer your question, I feel like you know, Roma's going to take this one and best picture and best director mm. even. Well, that's that's what's going to happen. Is this going to I take that back cuz there's still there's still uh, you know, Green Book. I don't want to jump all the way to best picture, but um I still think for foreign language film like it was the best one. How can you say that the best film is not also the best <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's the only four you know it's the only one of the four language films that's nominated for best picture right so how can any of those other four which is rare it doesn't be the happen best? very often yeah that's true <laughs> all right so i'm going will should roma yeah i'm gonna go with that oh and well. shoplifters was really good too i should mm-hmm. say uh, but uh i'm gonna go roma will should too i'm doing the same thing i because those are all compelling arguments and it's mm-hmm. true cold war does a lot of great things, but Roma is, I, I mean, I, I haven't been able to shut up about it since I saw it and how amazing it is. So Yeah, I saw uh, some, one of my nerd followers, it's, uh, you know, I do this hashtag DLM Oscar challenge and I tell everybody to do what I'm doing and try to watch mm-hmm. every single movie. And so they write little reviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody said about Roma, uh, enough with the panning back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, now that you pointed out, there is a lot of it, but boy, is it effective. Yeah, it's not, it's not willy-nilly. It's just like he's, everything he does. It's during very intense sequences, yes. and they're showing you everything. everything. So they're panning back and forth. Yeah, it's justified. It's, it's really it's, good it's, filmmaking. Also, like in the case of the scene at the, in the ocean, it adds to your queasiness. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it makes it uncomfortable, more I, uncomfortable. I can't imagine that scene being shot any other way you're in the fear that she's in yeah because yeah. she can't swim can't see the kids but for a second when you're watching that didn't it go as filmmakers in the back of your head go all right well is that is that a crane is that some kind of water dolly what are, how are they shooting <laughs> how are they doing yeah, this? Yeah. yeah are they are they on a platform <laughs> like like how are they how are they did doing he that learn exactly? nothing from jaws yeah, you don't yeah. film on the water <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so Roma, best foreign language. Mini helicopter. How is it? <laughs> Mini helicopter. Oh, drones. Yeah, drone. drone. Could have been a drone, yeah. Drone. Um, all right, live action short. We'll turn this over to Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see any of these? No. Um, I think, uh, I, I don't want to, I'm not positive, but one or two of them might be like on Netflix or something, but 
Uh, I saw him in one of those sorts TV presentations where they just show you them all in a row. And um, it's a very unpleasant experience <laughs> watching these back to back. Because more so than, you know, usually there's some comedy ones. Yeah, yeah, you right. know, there's something light. Fun and cute. But these are all like the lightest one is like, a, you know, old lesbian who's going senile is like, that's the fun one. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's called Marguerite. So if you guys want to lean towards like, well, would the least depressing one possibly win in this category? Mm-hmm. Then that's the one to vote what are for. The, what are the cat? What are the subject matter of each Detainment one? Detainment is this awful story. Uh, it's based on a real thing that happened. They use transcripts for the script, and it's about uh, children uh, who commit a murder. Like a oh. like a like a four year old I think kills somebody oh <laughs> and uh, yeah and then Skin is about this uh, racist family who there's kind of a Twilight Zone esque uh, twist of what happens to the sure. patriarch of this family uh, something that you would never want to happen to you if you uh, hated black people. Um, that's essentially becoming one. And then uh, Fauve... Would you say it's similar to Rosie Greer and the Incredible Two-Headed Experiment? That's. I was thinking of that and also remember the Watermelon Man? Uh, Godfrey Cambridge, the black comedian, played a white man. So he's got a couple of scenes where his skin is fake white. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up black. And mm-hmm. then the rest of the movie is... But it, which is a, It's a fun movie to watch because you know the guy playing the part is black but it's fun watching him be so upset about being black (laughs) and about you know how he wishes he was white again um but Fauve is about a child getting stuck in quicksand and his friend not being able to help him. That sounds fun. Good. Yeah, I'm telling you, these things are are brutal. And Mother, oh my God, Mother is a single take of a woman on the phone talking to her son who is lost and she can't figure out where he is and can't tell the cops where he is because you know, he's a little boy. He doesn't know where he is. He's like, it's, it's a beach. That's all he can tell her. And she's on the phone trying to figure out how to find her kid. And she's flipping out, of course. Uh, yeah. And the best part? No resolution. Oh, God oh damn it. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mind spoiling that for people because that's, it's fucking, it's sad. It's like, when it's over, you're like, what? All right. Why did I go I'm through gonna... that to not find out? I'd, I'd be happier if I found out the kid was dead. I'm going to say to not know what happened to him. Wow. (laughs) I having hear that. Here's what I'm going with (laughs) skin. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to (laughs) go detainment. You're going to leave. I'm going to go. I got to go. Thanks guys. Uh, (laughs) Detainment is my should. Skin is my will. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, cause if they, Especially in this time right now, if they really want to, uh, you know, reward something that's anti-racism. And the Academy loves has been having to battle the last couple of years of going, hey, we're not just a whites only country club. We're we're liberals. So I think that's that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, Wow. It's, you know, it's really a pool of sorrow to pick from here. (laughs) I'm going to go with mother should will after hearing that, because I think that's the climate now of parenting is, uh, you know, kids have phones, but they have no, you know, they're, they're literally free range. They, and, uh, even with, you know, we don't know a lot of times who they, where they are, what they're doing. And I think that's kind of, this movie's supposed to be kind of almost a metaphor for that. Ooh. So I think that's a should will. 
Yeah, and it's all, you know, it's impressive that it's all in one take, you know, mm-hmm. that they had, had to rehearse it a million times and then and then do it. And you hear the people she's, ta- you know, she talks to her kid on the phone and then other people. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, just putting it all together. It's impressive. But boy, this was uh, this was the most upsetting set of short films. All right. All right, let's get to something happier, like sound editing. Oh, wait, I should say okay. Will should for Marguerite is what I'm, I'm mm. going Oh, with. Doug is a should will, Marguerite. And Chris, tell me again, you're going what? Mother should will. Oh. All right. <laughs> okay. Sound editing. So, all right. So sound <laughs> editing, uh, it's an interesting mix. Superhero, music, horror with very little sound and um you know first man i don't know how that snuck in there but uh and of course roma which you know the sound was really interesting i would say me i'll tell Mm. you right now out of the gate roma Mm. should Mm. its sound editing was brilliant it it helped tell the story i saw it in the theater stuff was happening on the speakers over my left shoulder and it was painting this picture that was amazing yeah however the academy the loudest, biggest, craziest movie ever wins. So it's my guess is it's going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, well, that's, uh, I mean, we should say, like, that's the the thing you have to ask yourself with sound mixing and sound editing is do you want to pick up, you know, do you want to split your vote Mm -hmm. and maybe just pick up one? Uh, or or maybe get both because uh, it does happen, but it tends to be the same thing wins both sound mixing and sound editing. Right. Yeah. I mean, just look at it. It's even. It's a, the almost the same five nominees. Like strangely, Starsborn is in the, the mix, one. and yeah. Quiet Place is in the editing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because there was less to mix when everyone's being quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, but there's plenty to edit because the, the movie had, you know, music and stuff. So uh, First Man was, you know, when it first showed up in film festivals last fall, it being from the guy who did La La Land and Whiplash. Mm-hmm. There and, was a lot of uh, anticipation. And for this not movie. just anticipation. Some people insisted on loving it. I meet people all the time that think it's one of the mm. best movies they ever saw. Yeah. And I'm just like, I could I not. Th- I think they're wrong. Get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am so tired. It is such a trope of like, why do we need scenes of the wife saying, you're not, you're not a good father when the guy is, we know he's going to be the first man on the moon maybe there's some things that are more important than being a good father <laughs> yeah. and did that actually first of all did that actually happen or they did like uh, i mean emo- he's emotionally closed off the entire movie like you see like okay well i i get that you know you're traumatized you're emotionally closed off but uh after two hours plus of him just barely saying anything and then when he says something he mumbles expressionlessly i think i'm bored it's also point. like yeah. it's yeah, like it it's was like weird it, how, it, it, how not compelling it was. Yeah, yeah. and and mm-hmm. that's such a like stereotype of the wife that's like I don't want you to do this. Yeah. The thing yeah, we always yeah. talked about why Friday Night Lights, especially the series, was so good. Connie Brighton was, I'm a coach's wife. Yeah, I'm down with football. It wasn't until the end of the series, which was a good storyline, when she's like, all right, you know, like that's you married an astronaut. What did you think? <laughs> What's with all right. this space come on, travel? Come on, Claire Foy. Yeah. Like there was a lot of talk that she'd get a best supporting actress nomination, but um but yeah, there was a, there was a lot of enthusiasm for it and then just as every awards thing came along, it would either get ignored or just get, you know, well, more nominations. Saw it. So <laughs> 
Yeah, but I'm just saying that it. it, uh, it yeah, you're right. Movies. That's that's yeah. what killed yeah. the momentum. Yeah. Is people actually yeah. seeing it? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's people that really, really love it. And in when it comes to the technical categories, especially considering, uh, you know, uh, with the exception of one other, those are the only ones that got nominated for. I think it's I think it's something to look out for. What I think do you people might be bummed and but also your Bohemian Rhapsody is a, a really good call because you know it's all about the music in that movie from beginning to end music and, usually and, wins and um, big music or big music or big big yeah just effect. something that just has a lot of yeah effects and action you know but also I, this is just uh this is tough this could go a lot of ways cuz I, I you know, Black Panther has a ton of sound editing and mixing in it. Too. I mean, I honestly, for me, the will win is a coin flip between Bohemian Rhapsody and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you? What's your final on mi- mixing and editing? I'm gonna go again mixing. I'm gonna go Roma, and the thing is very true mixing and editing almost always go hand it's always the same film so then i'm gonna just i don't know i'm just gonna ride rhapsody down down the train there (laughs) (laughs) ride it down so i'm gonna go should will for uh should roma and will rhapsody for mixing and editing of sound that's my call grandmelwood.com i like it i like going (laughs) i like going full (laughs) bora and um for both but i you know roma roma was really interesting and i think the only thing that's holding roma back here is just that it's gonna you know kind of clean up in some other spots what do you think chris i'm gonna go should black panther for both Uh, categories because of the volume of sound editing and mixing it could win easily and, uh, man it uh, could, I, if i if it upsets bo ram i'm yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm i wouldn't be shocked and i'm gonna go will bo ram for uh you know both editing and mixing bohemian rhapsody <laughs> <laughs> yeah why do i put an am on the yeah. <laughs> so doug what was your final i'm 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 definitely uh you know uh bohemian rhapsody all the way on both because should and will. Yeah, I think so. Oh, Doug's going on a should will. Mm. An across the board, two category should, should will, will. <laughs> Doug Benson. No, I mean, I, I should. My should's aroma. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Somebody's backpedaling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if your shoulds ended up being, you got more right than your wills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that happens ever. <laughs> You can't right. you can't be emotional about these things. Mm-hmm. Production design: Black Panther, the favorite first man, Mary Poppins returns, Roma. So now, from this category, I think it's actually pretty strong because they all do different yep. things. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, everything from period pieces to superheroes to fantasy uh, to um, um, you know a weird mix of those things. Uh-huh. So. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, uh, because Mary Poppins Returns was so visually kind of lush and it mixes period with fantasy, like uh, that tends to attract the Academy a little bit. So I'm going to go should and will for Mary Poppins Returns. Ooh. Interesting. Doug Benson, your should and will, please. Uh, I'm going to go. You can't ignore the fact that the favorite and Roma each got 10 nominations 
So they both kind of in a position to have like a little run little or run of mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. And I still think that like the Academy is pretty stodgy. And so I still think a period piece is the way to go here mm-hmm. for production design. So I'm going to say, but I mean, the production design in Roma is so, it's so flawless and it's a, you know, it's a period film as well. Yes. Um, but I'm going to go because of all the, you know, queenly costumes and stuff. I'm going to say the favorite will win. And for my should, I'm going to go Black Panther because I really uh-huh. enjoy spending time in Wakanda. <laughs> I think that's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I agree. with like, I think Roma has amazing production design. So, but it's subtle at the same time. Somehow, it's it subtle. It's not showoffy like castles and or a fake uh, superhero <laughs> country. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, and and this is the one. This is the one. I my will my should is Roma, but my will is Black Panther because I just think it. And honestly, I mean, I could my, I could even make Black Panther a should and a will just because it, its production design is so amazing. It, is it did create yeah. this fictional country, and it was so so vibrant. It was it was amazing. A mix of technology and African culture. Yeah, is really, what they did. Yeah, it really was, and it's just it's just everything that Marvel does right was the Black Panther movie. <laughs> I mean, it really was really really great. So. All right. All right. Turn the next one over to Doug. Best documentary short feature. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them all in one sitting and had a good cry several times. <laughs> uh, a Night at the Garden is seven minutes of black and white footage of a Nazi rally that was held in Madison Square Garden uh, just before the World War back in like 1939. And so it's interesting, but I don't know why they would, I don't know what makes the people who found that footage filmmakers right because it's just you just watch seven minutes of of this footage archival footage Uh, yeah that they found somewhere i mean Mm -hmm. so best finding of footage (laughs) if that were a category uh (laughs) there's no commentary on it there's not like they just show it they just show you several minutes of you know and it's not there's an incident you know uh, Mm -hmm. somebody that's not a nazi you know tries to run up on the stage and they you know beat the crap out of him that happens Hmm. (laughs) and uh you know and then there's some sort of card at the end that says this happened even though you know i mean it is weird to see madison square garden full of people that are all excited to listen to a nazi give a speech Hmm. but that being said there's there's no way that could win um these other four what does it come down to black sheep is very uh intense movie about race Mm -hmm. end game is an intense movie about hospice care so you get to watch people that are about to die. Uh, <laughs> Lifeboat is uh, refugees uh, coming, uh, you know, trying to get to Europe. From Syria. From Syria and just all crammed into these boats and these amazing people. End Watch is the name of a, a – or Sea Watch, excuse me. Sea Watch right. is an organization that goes out and, and saves and collects those people. Mm-hmm. And so that's amazing to, to watch and – a little bit uplifting knowing there's people out there trying to help these people, but also it's, you know, it's very sad. And then period end of sentence is about how in India women are so shamed yeah. about their period that they don't even have proper uh, like pads. They have to like shove a towel up their dress uh. 
and also not let anybody see them do it, not let anybody know they're having a period. Like it's such a, a stigmatized, terrible thing. They interview men in the movie in India and they don't even they don't even know anything about women's periods. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, but these women figure out uh, a man invents a machine, so good for him. But these women figure out that they can get the machine and uh, start their own pad making company. So they start making money supplying Indian women oh, with this thing that they need mm -hmm. that no one's ever you know wrapped their head around until now. Hmm. So that one is uh, the most uplifting. That's the one where you go, oh, something good is happening. And uh, oh, I should say the name of that. Uh, Period. End of sentence. Yeah, and the if you go to the padproject.org, you can uh, oh cool you can donate to help get these machines uh, more widespread in nice. in, uh, in India. So that one was my favorite. So that's my that's my should win. Oh, and then will win. I mean. What do you guys think based on your? Uh, I, I would go for me. I, I would go. Period. End of sentence would be my should, and I think I think a lifeboat will be the will. Well, you know, I think should. Period. Of end of sentence, but I'm not sure about the will. I'm thinking end game because all of the academy voters are nearing that place. So uh, it might, it might <laughs> well, you be know relatable. they're adding <laughs> as much as 900 new members a year, and they're not senior citizens. Really? Yeah, they're going nuts mm -hmm. with the uh, adding people. Um, so it's that might play into it a little less as each year mm -hmm. goes on. I mean, clearly, you know, you wouldn't think a bunch of old people would nominate Black Panther for Best Picture, and yet here we are. Um, but I'm going to go will and should for period, end of sentence. So what were you, Chris? I'm going to go should, period, end of sentence, and will for endgame. It's really emotional, that, that endgame movie. Mm -hmm. It's really... And and it's not completely depressing. It is actually there. It, there is aspects to it that several are, of these uplifting. I know are on Netflix. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Endgame and Period End of Sentence are both on Netflix. Mm -hmm. If it has the word end in it, it's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best documentary feature. I'm going to vote for wow. um, the. Mr. Rogers documentary. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, didn't get yeah, nominated. I know. I know. I'll tell you why it didn't get nominated. In my opinion. Mr. Rogers, that's it. Like, <laughs> he's, he's that, that movie is just taking advantage of how great he was and putting together a bunch of footage of him, you know? They didn't, these movies that did get nominated, uh, I mean, with, maybe with the exception of RBG, some stuff, stuff really happens, you know? Like, right. I mean, Free Solo is, is just sick. Have you guys seen it? Mm-mm. It's it's this guy you know that uh, just climbs mountains without any oh yeah without yeah. any equipment just using his oh, fingers, yeah, yeah. fingers mm -hmm. and toes, and it's and it's in IMAX you could see it in IMAX, and it's just insane watching this guy uh, climb. It's really uh, amazing. Um, I haven't seen Hell County this morning this evening, but I hear as these things go, it's kind of uh, odd odd one. Uh, I saw Mining the Gap yesterday, and it's um, – did you guys see the uh, the skateboarding kids movie, the mid-90s? 
the Jonah Hill one that oh. he directed. No, we talked about it on the show. We had a guest on that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Well, I really like that movie a lot, and this is like sort of a companion piece. It's like this kid started filming himself and his buddies uh, doing skateboard tricks, like from when he was like a teenager, and now you know he's a, a little older and became a filmmaker, and then you know filmed them now and uses all the footage. So it's really interesting to watch. Uh, you know, to basically watch these kids grow up. It's kind of like, um, what was that movie where it was every seven, every seven years? That, uh, boyhood. Seven later, boyhood. Oh, yeah. boyhood. Yeah, or Seven Up. <laughs> it's kind of like that, uh, but like, the you know, the guy making the movie didn't know that he was going to put it all together as a movie, hmm. you know, when you're shooting your friends just doing skateboarding tricks. Uh, a Fathers and Sons is like, I haven't seen it, but it's about, you know, uh, fathers teaching their kids how to be terrorists. Um, so that sounds super heavy and then you know to me it's between free solo and rbg in terms of will win because you know uh, everyone's thinking about ruth bader ginsburg right now right and how what a great woman she is she's in the consciousness but also how you know likely we are to lose her soon Mm -hmm. so uh or maybe everybody's happy that she you know this last hell scare was just a scare but but man, that free solo movie is just, and again, it's, it's innovative. Another climber. The other, the fil- people who filmed him ha- and directed the movie have to be climbers as well. So they're all fucking hanging on the side oh, of the yeah. mountain mm-hmm. with equipment. Right. But they're still hanging on the side of a mountain mm-hmm. watching a guy climb up the mountain with just, I mean, just his finger. It's crazy. You'd love this movie. I, I can't believe you yeah, guys no, haven't seen there, it. No safety tethering, nothing. Like free, well, based free on that, solo. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Free Solo is my should will, and, and Ruth Bader is going to be my will. My should win. Sorry. I don't, I don't know what words I just said. My should win is Free Solo. My will win is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm going to go should and will uh, RBG for both. See, try, see, I'm trying not to get emotional about this because that Free Solo is a really, really intense experience. So I want it to win, but I don't, I don't know if I want to throw my, sh- my will. <laughs> I'm going to throw my will at it. This could be a turning point. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say will and should for free solo. Doug Benson goes out on a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but just a footnote that the, you know, the Academy misses the best documentaries every year. Every year. Right. Every year they mm-hmm. fuck up. Every year. There was like several this year that were like excellent that people thought would get nominated and, and then they didn't. I mean, The Two Killings of Sam Cooke is a fantastic documentary. Um, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Uh Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scrubs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Bale Street Could Talk, A Star Is Born. Honestly, this, the screenplay categories this year, not the strongest well, out of, uh, I, you know, out of the, the previous years. Well, it's always a few things slipping in there. Well, that's like what They didn't is, just yeah. straight up nominate the uh, all the movies that got a Best Picture nomination. Um, I would have to go from, I don't know. <clears throat> I think Black Klansman is a very good movie. Can You Ever Forgive Me is very well written, very good screenplay. Um, I liked Star is Born, but I don't see it winning this category. I think, I think I'm think i going to go... It's also with, adapted, not from a book, from other films. Yeah, it's yeah. adapted from five, five <laughs> other versions yeah. or whatever. Uh, I, I think I'm going to have to go... We changed his name from Norman to Jackson, so yeah. we did some work. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I know Beale Street could talk as an adapted from a, I think a James Baldwin novel. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go. And Buster Scruggs, I just did not like. Now a lot of people disagreed with me sure. on the social media, but uh, uh, I just <laughs> did not like it. And I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan. Interesting. So, so mm. what was? I mean, it had so many of the, uh, it ticked so many of the boxes for them. Is it just you don't like the I think anthology? That's what, I think that's the problem. It it felt like I was just watching them tick boxes. So it was like, oh, here's another Coen Brothers box. These people have to be loquacious. Yeah. There has to be absurd violence that just happens out of nowhere. Yes. It has to be very depressing at times. There's got to be some weirdo character types. And there's a couple of really engaging two-way conversations. And then, all right, check, 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 check. Oh, now we're done. Yeah. So. But boy, when those when the characters are really talking, like I really like the one with uh, uh, Zoe Kazan, uh, you know, as the... The Frontier Woman. That was probably my favorite one out of all of them. Yeah, but also just a big, you know. And it was. They pulled the rug out from under you in such a big way. And also it felt like that was like, oh, was this where the rest of the footage went? Like it was like twice (laughs) as long as the the Mm -hmm. other ones. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that's the thing is I, I was able to just stop that movie after each section. Right, yeah. You can watch watch them one at a time, you know. And so that that I like that aspect of it, but then mm-hmm. ultimately, when it's all said and done, I only like the, like two of the stories. The one with Liam Neeson and the armless, legless guy, I, I just I found that in, interminable. Uh, and it was like ha- uh, even a quarter way through. Where is this going? Halfway through. Where is this going? At the end. Yeah, that's where it and, went. And that's what I don't like about short <laughs> yeah. films or anthologies is when it's all just leading up to some sort of you know. In this case, it wasn't even a twist or a punchline. It was just no. sad. Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. a sad statement about so, how people use each other. You know, when it, it <laughs> when it's done well, it's done really well. Like you know, you could have a great anthology format. I just this just didn't work for me. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, what do you think the Cohen? You think Cohen brothers are going to be in love with that style and keep doing that? No, I think that was a one-off. I, I think so. that was like, well, here's the script no one else wants. Netflix will buy it and we'll make it for them. So, yeah. <laughs> well, they have a deal with Netflix, right? I'd imagine. So there's probably going to be, you know, I bet you the next one's probably going to be with them too. Yeah, I think this is one. But it won't be an anthology. It won't be a Western anthology. <laughs> the, the thing with the Cohen brothers is, even if they do something that sort of misses, it's yeah. still always an interesting miss. Yeah, I will say yeah. this, like, and that that's very true. Like, even though I didn't like the end product, there were still moments in that film that I liked because I'm a, a Cohen brothers fan, and like you said, it checked the boxes. So there were still that those uh, moments for sure. So what are you guys' picks? What are they now? You know, uh, I got to go with Black Klansman. I really thought um, should and will for sure. I thought the way that whole thing. Um, based on a true story put together and also put like a little modern spin on it. I thought it was uh, good all the way around. Yeah. And it's just uh, how, how long does Spike need to be making movies right, and still doing g- some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so give him the Oscar for fuck's mm-hmm. sake is my answer. So, uh, so I'm going, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going will and should on Black Klansman. Yeah, same here. I, as much as I really like Can You Ever Forgive Me, and it's a movie really worth seeing. It got a very limited release. Anybody out there listening, try to check it out because I liked it a lot. But Black Klansman and talking about it, and he adapted the material and added the modern day elements in it, which is what this category is, I think, is taking mm-hmm. material and adapting it for the screen and right. for the current time. So, mm-hmm. um, 
Best original screenplay. Um, now, I was surprised to see Green Book in here because it's based on a true story. Because in the first reaction, like, wasn't there a Vanity Fair article about this or something? Wasn't it exist in some other form? It turns out, no. It was, uh, you know, they just found the story of these guys and um, they made, it didn't exist in another medium before now. Yeah, and the guy, mm -hmm. the, the guy who likes sandwiches... Uh, <laughs> Vigo Mortensen character. He yeah. he co-wrote the movie, right? I don't think so. No, um, Aaron, can you look that up? I think he had something to do with it. He might have been a producer, but I don't think yeah. he, I don't think he was one of the writers. I mean, what was, uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> the screenwriters for the screenwriters green for Green Book. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I'm a should. I'm a should and a will for Roma. It's one of the. It's, it's definitely one of the Farley brothers uh, because he directed it. He was one of the writers. But who are the other writers? Um, I don't know. I think this category, if you eliminate the ones that shouldn't be there, <laughs> it's, um, you know, you're looking at a, uh, a much smaller list. Well, wait, so y have you seen first reformed? So that one is the one I haven't seen. Yeah. And that's the one that I've been just reading people saying that like, uh, it's an incredible script mm -hmm. and, you know, I guess that's why it squeaked in there without right. being, uh, you know, a big release. I mean, I think it's a three-way race between Roma, Green Book, and First Reformed. You know, a lot of times, too, the screenplay is one that won't win in any other category. Like, that happened with, like... Well, yeah, the, I mean, that's, uh, you know, like in the case of First Reformed, it can't win in any other category. Right, right. It's not nominated for anything that's, else. But I, I feel like sometimes it's a consolation prize for a movie that's not going to win in another category, too. But the other, the, the other side of that, though, is sometimes they'll... The one nomination is the consolation prize. Yeah, with, right. And they're just people are going to people are going to go. Well, we all saw we all saw Green Book, Roma, and Vice. So and the favorite, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. those are the movies that everyone's been seeing. They've everyone's been talking about. They have big right. press campaigns behind them. Yeah, First Reform does not. No, mm -mm. I don't see it. I don't see it. The favorite is so fun and weird and. Uh, oh, I hated it. Really? Yeah. Do you? Where do you stand on? Uh, Yorgos's movies in general. I love The Lobster. What about Killing of a Sacred Deer? That one I didn't see. It's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lobster without the laughs. Wow. <laughs> a laughless wow. lobster. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I, I just, I thought the favorite, I just thought it was so fun the way they, uh, you know, spoke to each other. And I, I thought, what's her name? Olivia Coleman was pretty amazing in that. But all of that being said, I think Green Book will win. Ooh, mm. Doug Benson. Yeah, uh, because, um, you know, it's just uh, everybody likes Green Book. Mm -hmm. So all these people that don't write screenplays that get to vote, they all just had a nice time watching Green Book. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was dramatic without being too in your face or upsetting. And... Uh, so, but as far as I, I haven't seen First Reformed yet, but I, you know, I like I said, I really like the favorite, but I, I'd probably go Roma for should. Doug's going a Roma should and a Will Green Book. Doug Benson's official vote for a f original screenplay. Chris Mancini. Hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, I might go Roma should, but I think the favorite will. Chris goes out on a limb. Yeah. Well, you are right that that could be the one yep. thing that that wins. Right. But I think it'll also get uh, production design. Um, what do you say, Graham? Yeah, I'm going Roma should will. That's my that's my mm -hmm. call. 
I, Chris says it, it's 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 a it's a it's a wise limb for Mancini to go out on. I'll say that because if I, if favorite is one of these movies has gotten a lot of nominations, mm -hmm. which means it's gonna win something. Right. It's not gonna have a sweep. It's not gonna have a big night. But. Right. But there's an occasional color purple. Yeah. Eleven nominations went home with nothing. Yeah. Because sometimes getting that many nominations is sort of the prize in and of itself. Um. So, but there's definitely. I don't think there's going to be any huge sweeps in this one. I don't no, think. I don't I think, think any right movie's going to win more than three or four. No. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Makeup and hairstyling. That's easy. You know. That's <laughs> right. Be, yeah, it's got to be Mary Queen of Scots. I mean, what else? <laughs> yeah. Or really? the, I was going to say Vice. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's like anytime you it's have like a, uh, a, Winston Churchill last year. Yeah. Darkest Hour. Yeah. You know, it's oh, like once true, you transform yeah. somebody, once their yeah. performance is 80% the makeup. <laughs> you guys make some compelling points. I mean, I love <laughs> Christian Bale, and I think he's a great actor, but I think they just slapped a Dick Cheney mask on a guy, and he went, <clears throat> yeah. You yeah. know, he grunted yeah. a lot and acted like, you know, Completely like. Completely agree. It was, mm -hmm. it was a good impression. Same with Sam Rockwell. It's a good impression of of Bush, mm. but uh, I can't go crazy for those performances. Yeah, they were SNL sketches. And and, <laughs> and also, but that that's the that's the point of, of of this of why that's what wins this category is a beautiful A-lister made to look ugly or crazy or completely like somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, and this you know, and they did that through, you know, all the characters that were supposed to be real people, they did a pretty good job with, but obviously Cheney uh, they just really nailed that. And then it's just also a weird year because Border is a movie nobody is seeing or, or will see, uh, even though I've heard it's an interesting movie. And then uh, Mary Queen of Scots has just got kind of uh, steamrolled by uh, the favorite in terms of being like, that's the, the period, that's the period right, right, yeah. queen movie. Yep. You know? So, yeah. The gowns and court intrigue movie. Yeah. It's all about, I mean, I don't think, I, I, I should is a strong word for any of these. I mean, <laughs> I, but I will say should for Vice because, I mean, they do an amazing job of making him look like Cheney. Tyler Perry, I mean, like, he, he plays Colin Powell. Yeah. What they did mm. with him. I mean, everyone mm. in there is like some big A-lister that they make look exactly like they were like able real... to cover the Medea wig and I the Medea makeup and... with uh, Colin Powell. It's <laughs> pretty incredible. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Put a suit over that dress. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's amazing. Chris? Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> should will with Vice. You guys convinced me. Oh, <laughs> Mancini got should willed. Mm-hmm. Costume design. Now, best this costume is design. all the costumes are good in all these movies mm -hmm. for sure. They definitely are. I think Ballad of Buster Scruggs, by the way, is Mary Zofri, so that's Murray Valeriano's yeah. wife. Murray, by the way, is going to be at the Oscars, obviously. So the Tuesday episode, after next week's episode, Murray will be here to tell us what happened. How late? Well, I will say, in all of these movies, they have a lot of costumes in them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They are full of costumes. They are costumed out. And, uh, you know, it's again, it's a mix of um, period fantasy and uh, like Black Panther. Like even like the favorite, you took the period pieces and then you took them like one or two steps over that. Like, you know, every gown was a little too big or had the, you know, weird colors or, or every wig was a little too high. Like that was all intentional on those uh, on that movie but you know mary poppins returns again a lot of elaborate costume designs uh but i will say there's been a lot of articles and press about black panther and the costume designs and how everything incorporated the superhero technology and the uh african culture 
So I'm going to go out on a limb here and go Black Panther should win, should end well. Chris Mancini going mm-hmm. with the should will on Black Panther. Douglas Benson, your I'm shoulds going, and wills. I'm going mm-hmm. will the favorite because I, I do think the favorite's going to pick up some awards because uh, people love it so much. And then uh, uh, the should is, I think Black Panther should win for the reason Chris just said. Um, I'm going to go... Um, I'd like to see Ballad of Scruggs win because Murray and his wife, I'd like to see them win an Oscar. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know. It's not out of the question. I mean, that lady that's won a bunch of times that went up there one year in a credit card dress made out of credit cards. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's nominated this year, uh, but maybe she is. <laughs> I, gonna, I was surprised that the, uh, the latest uh, Fantastic Beasts movie wasn't nominated because I think it won last year. I'm going to go Ballad of Buster Scruggs should... And then I'm going to go Black Panther will. No, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Eh? Mm? Last minute change. Eh? Favorite will. Yeah. The favorite is, is the everybody. They, the they got to get a The favorite's though. the favorite. Mm-hmm. Cinematography. You can't cool. always bet on black. <laughs> <laughs> Cold War, the favorite. Never look away. Roma star is born cinematography. Uh, out of the gate, I'm going to go sh- should will Roma. How wild is that? That at least three, and some could argue four films for best cinematography are all foreign. I know. I mean, that means that the cinematographers, when they voted, are they, foreign. They're serious. <laughs> they are. They're serious about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are amazing looking movies. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, <laughs> is, you know, the fact that um, the blanking out his name, director of um, Roma, <laughs> Alfonso Cuarón, Alfonso mm-hmm. his regular cinematographer, who's fantastic, not available. So he does it does himself. It himself. I yeah, mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I, I mean, I, th- these are all, all these movies look great. Even the favorite, which I didn't like, but I, I can't argue that it did look really good. Um, I got to say, should will on Roma because that the way that was all put together and the way everything filled the frame, everything from the exposures to the contrast to mm-hmm. uh, everything just gelled unbelievably. I would say Roma for sure. Yeah, I'm a should will on Roma. But just to throw this out there Ooh. for people to think about, Cold War did win the American. Cinematographers Society, or I should say American Society of Cinematographers, it won their award, yeah. uh, mm. which, you know, means that it's, you know, it's Could really good cinematography, but that award was just given out by cinematographers. Right. Actors get a vote for the right. Oscar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they yep. get to decide what they think is the best looking, mm-hmm. and uh, Roma's hard to, hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, best original song. Now. Next. <laughs> I mean, do we even need to discuss it? I mean, how shallow? It's one of those. Would you have to be that's <laughs> to think that anything else could possibly win? Because that's the award that Starsborn is going to get. Yes, for that's sure. That's our for chance sure. to see Lady Gaga accept yep. an award. Mm-hmm. I think Bradley would get to go up too. Because didn't they write the song together? Yeah. Or did maybe he only wrote the songs that he's? Well, he sings on that one too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If any of those things aren't true, he would still go up and get the award with her. <laughs> She'd probably go there, Bradley, come up here. Share this with me, Bradley. Shallowly, oh, 
Um, <laughs> bing bong, bing bing. Yeah. I mean, do you have any argument for any of the others? No. Honestly, no, no. I, I'd be, <laughs> like, I wanted to see something from Mary Poppins because it's such a musically driven movie. But uh, honestly, the the songs were just mediocre in that movie. So I, I, I totally think it's and be this shallow. this song. I, I like Starborn. This song is the best part of that movie. In my opinion, like it, I like that film a lot, but that song was like the that was the one you start. That's cr- the emotional crux yeah. of the whole thing mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, original score: Black Panther, Black Klansman. If Beale Street could talk, Isle of Dogs, Mary Poppins. <laughs> if dogs could talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the one Oof. that Mary Poppins might get. Oh, interesting. Well, I, I, who just... doesn't like a, uh, a little Mark Shaman? That's for sure. <laughs> Chris, he's, a, he's a classic. Chris, you're so. really trying to strong arm Mary Poppins. I really am because I think stuff. it like... Uh, you it, know, just because you had to sit through with yeah, your kids. I know. Uh, you know no I wanted reason. to get something. I wanted <laughs> to get something. Down, yeah, Chris. yeah. Uh, <laughs> as I feel like original score, you know, all of these are good, but, you know, Mary Poppins had the added challenge of like, well, we need to be... Um, we need to kind of pay homage to the original and also create something new and put it up, put all of that together. I think it should win Best Tribute to Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> because to me, that's what I felt like I was watching yeah. is like in a mm-hmm. Mary Poppins approximation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, the effects are better now, but mm-hmm. nothing else has improved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still corny as fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> and hard for an adult to sit through. Yeah. <laughs> all of that I can see for sure. So you're giving this a should and a will. I'm still giving it a should and a will for wow. best. My girlfriend sport. didn't even like Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> I can see everyone's no offense, point. ladies. Uh, okay, so uh, it's so I saw these. I saw Isle of Dogs more than once, but I don't think it could win best score. Even mm-hmm. though I think it's written, the score is written by that guy that wins all the time, uh, Desplat, I think, um, but. Oof. I think this is a good chance. I'm going Black Panther on both. Yeah. Will will and should. I was just going to say the same thing. I think this is where Black Panther starts to kind of... uh, Sweep the smaller awards. Yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna clean up some 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 gold here in some of these categories. Mm-hmm. And such it's a, you know it's just got such a rousing rousing music. Everything else is like kind of moody, or in the case of Isle of Dogs, it's just constant drumming. Yeah, you don't remember. <laughs> well, it's like Black there is Klansman. a lot of drumming in Isle of Dogs. <laughs> Black Dogs love drums. Yeah. They love drums. They always have. Uh, Black Klansman is a really interesting movie, but. Again, it's that thing of you're not swept up in the music of it. Mm-hmm. Where Black Panther, you are, as Doug said, you're the the the, the special effects and the music and the sound and all that stuff just kind of re- is part of the thing mm-hmm. that carries you through it. Film editing, Klansman, Bo Ram, Fave, <laughs> Green Book, Vice. Now this is where I'm going against my own personal feelings. <laughs> <laughs> And going with what, you know, I've just been hearing from people, which makes sense, is that Vice is the most edited. It's the most... There's the most like, kind of choppy, right. cutty, lots of things going on. I think um, The Big Short got yeah. that award. Uh-huh. So it's kind of in line to, to do that again. Um, 
you know, everything else was just like, uh, to me, yeah, Black Landsman, Bohemian Rhapsody, the favorite, Green Book, yeah, great. Great editing, great job. But like they don't editing doesn't jump out as a thing that was great. Yeah, no, not for anything. Well, that's I the agree. thing that's interesting, which is what editing should be. It shouldn't call attention to itself, <laughs> but, unless right. it's so skillful that it's stylized. It's stylized or something mm. that it stands out in that. Which, which none of these movies have that. Usually, sometimes there's like an action movie or some movie that play that's nonlinear or something like that that kind of jumps out in terms of its editing. Where this is just, uh, I would I would go. Yeah, I would go with that. Well, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, you could maybe make an argument. I'm going to just, just for shits and giggles, I'm going to go should on Rhapsody and will on Vice. Doug, you're going to should will on Vice? Yeah. I mean, because I'm, I'm not passionate about any of them, really, in terms of the editing. You know, I'm going to go should on uh, Black Klansman. Oh, Chris. And will on Vice because of, uh, I agree with Doug on that, the way the way yeah. it was put together. And, and if, it's a, if it's someone that's won in the past, right. then... Point of order. Oh, mm. uh, Vice, uh, sorry, Big this just didn't, it didn't win editing. Best oh, okay. Nominated for editing. Oh. oh, well, so now they owe it. <laughs> 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 they owe Adam McKay a win. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, your, your Bohemian Rhapsody is probably, probably a good call. Uh, uh, that'd be my second choice, but I'm, I'm going should will on Vice. Based on the new information, I am withdrawing my will <gasps> on Vice, and I'm going should will Rhapsody. Mm. Interesting. All right. Best Dude. visual effects. Uh, now, I'm going to say I'm going with Ready Player One on this. Uh, and the really? reason, is, Yes. And for should and will, and here's the reason, because every one of these other movies, we've seen the effects before in one way or another. We've already seen the Avengers fight a lot of things. We've already mm. seen uh, Winnie the Pooh. We've seen someone land on the moon, and we've seen all the Star Wars effects many, many times already. But Ready Player One did something new and different with creating a different-looking world and a different-looking world inside the computer. So I'm going with the should will on uh, Ready Player That's One. That's an interesting argument. Mm. I was just going to immediately go should will Avengers, but now mm -hmm. you've given me <laughs> uh, visual effects for thought. Yeah. Ben Benson. <laughs> I, you know, I thought Ready Player One looked amazing. It's, you know, it's, it's good that it's in that category because the effects were probably, you know, the number one thing about that movie. But I also feel like... Uh, I feel like it's in there because it got nominated by <laughs> effects artists, but that the winner is going to be either uh avengers if the academy is moving me into a more of a hip area mm. and uh first man if they're going to remain stodgy <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so you're going you know, should because a lot of old school people love that those fucking yeah. outer space effects and the interesting thing about first man is the way that most of the everything you see for the most part is from his perspective yes so it's none of those big effect shots mm -hmm. of like the whole galaxy it's always just very specific now i will i will say that i thought the best effect shots of that movie was when he was actually walking on the moon and you saw the lunar landscape i'm like mm -hmm. oh that's that's really cool the way they did that but everything leading up to that and like you're right from his perspective was like yeah it's okay mm -hmm. so you're telling so are you saying first man is your will and ready player is your should I'm not saying anything, Grant. Doug Benson. I need an answer from you right now. <laughs> All right, I'm going. I'm going. First man will because old people like space. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, but I'm saying Ready Player One for my should just because uh, I did think it looked really cool. I'm gonna go Ready Player One because I like Chris Mancini's <laughs> points. Is a should. It was very inventive. 
Avengers Infinity War is my will. All right. And my will be done. This just in, gentlemen. Uh, Green Book was written by Nick Vallelonga, the character that What's His Nuts Vigo plays in uh, the movie. Okay. <laughs> Chris, right. Finally, I'm right about uh, something. Jesus. <laughs> With all your vice editing, big short lies. Because <laughs> remember in the movie, also, how they have, everybody has such a hard time with Valalonga, and that's why yeah. he like has mm. a weird nickname, he shortens it to a nickname. Mm. Spiky, right? spiky or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, Spiky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of Green Book, that's Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, even As much as I love Sam Elliott and Richard E. Grant, I think they're both like national treasures that deserve to win an award before they die that Mahershala Ali for one thing he's a co-lead in that oh, movie yeah. he's not a supporting yeah, actor yeah I agree with that and too. true detective everyone's loving the current season uh, and he's so different in that than he is in Green Book and he was so different in Moonlight he's an amazing actor he's never played a character like this in anything else that he's done yeah which is why he's so great in it yeah so yeah. you're going should will. Adam Driver is an amazing actor, but he just shows up, in, in my he's, opinion, in Black Klansman. He doesn't have any real heavy lifting to no, do. No, he's just playing a cop and everything. He's good in it. He's he does good. a good job, yeah. But, but you're not like it's, mesmerized by it. And Sam Rockwell it yeah. does an amazing impression. Yeah. And he just fucking won last year. Let's and he's relax. In, and he's in four scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, let's, uh, like you said, let's give it to an actor who actually did some heavy lifting on the- uh, So you guys are all- It's weird that Adam McKay knows- Will Ferrell and didn't use him in that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shake and bake. <laughs> I'm going. Will should Mahershala Ali. Mahershala yeah, I agree Ali. with that. It's an across I'm the going. board yep. should Will for mm-hmm. Mahershala Ali. Best supporting actress. This and was, I think, the most baffling category. This is the one that uh, pundits, Oscar pundits, are saying is the most up in the air category. Mm. To the favorites, which is like, come on, the, the, that bo- that's the shit that bothers me. Like all these actresses out there with all these amazing jobs and all these films, and they pick two from the same thing. Well, also they're not <laughs> they're not supporting; they're leads. I mean, they're, it's their it's their story. the The supporting actress is actually uh, Olivia Coleman as the queen. So they literally reverse these nominations. So you start there, then you go to like Amy Adams again. It's you know great actress, but she's playing dress up and doing an impression same thing yeah but she's uh, never won so but i really think this is between uh marina de tavira and regina king i think those are the two i think it's marina everyone was so surprised by the nomination that it seems like it'd be hard to get that one over the finish line like uh, it was the shocking enough was the, that yeah. she got nominated mm-hmm. that's the award yeah is that's the that is is the nomination i that's my, she's my should because um, I haven't seen Beale Street. Ooh. I love Regina King. She's a great actor. She's actress. so good in it. And she got overlooked by a lot of different, uh, you know, organizations over awards season. So uh, that gives her a little extra juice, I think, with the Academy because, you know, she, she's she's so good in it. I think, though, the Academy is going to go Amy Adams. Rachel hmm. Weiss just won the BAFTA, but but that's also... Isn't she you know, British? That's the thing. It's like, you know, hometown <laughs> yeah. favorite. Same with uh, Olivia Coleman. She mm-hmm. also won over Glenn Close, and Glenn Close has won everything so far. Mm-hmm. But sticking with supporting actress, I think I'm going to go... What did I write down here before I showed up today? I'm going should and will on Regina King. Oh, Doug Benson, yep. should will Regina. I'm going to mirror Doug's choice, should and right. will uh, Regina King. I'm the outlier. Mm-hmm. Best actor, Bale, Cooper, Defoe, I, I think I think Malik's got this uh, wrapped up. I really do. I think he's going to be the, the favorite for sure. Like, everyone did a good job, but, uh, you know, he really just... 
um, anchored that entire movie. Yeah, and also like, sure, they he probably had to get in the makeup chair for a little while each day. It was it wasn't completely his normal face, but mm-hmm. it was more. He had to do more, like. He had to wear physically embody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Christian <laughs> Bale just had to walk slower. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He just had to sit down slower and grunt when he stands up. Right. Whereas fucking Freddie Mercury, right. to recreate that life force that, that was well. an iconic personality. Like it just, yeah. just his body, his whole, everything he did, he just mm. nailed it. And and yeah. also, so you you have to recreate Freddie Mercury in regular life, right? But then Not stage, just on stage. Fred, yeah. that's a just mm-hmm. the stage one is pretty big. Like mm-hmm. we only ever saw Dick Cheney sitting in an interview going, "Well, I uh, like war and murder and whatever." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're all going should will across yeah. the board on on Malik. Uh, best actress is uh, Yelitsa Apricio from. Roma, which I was uh, so happy to see her get the nomination because that's one that could have easily the Academy could have skipped because mm-hmm. she's not a known actress and it almost feels like a documentary watching her. Yes. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like acting, but that's the genius of uh, mm-hmm. Alfonso and, you know, casting the, that particular lady. Uh, but then there's Coleman, Gaga. Melissa McCarthy, who, you know, is a great actress and, and she does a great job and Can You Forgive Me? But Glenn Close just won everything. She's just left and right winning everything except for the BAFTA, which, you know, uh, went to Olivia Coleman. And Olivia Coleman's a great actress. She's very good in The Lobster as well. And um, I forgot she was in The Lobster. Yeah, yeah. she's like <laughs> funny in The Lobster too. So I think she's, you know, she's just going to continue to be you know, maybe she'll have to work in TV more because I don't know how many movie roles she could get, but whatever she's doing, she's going to get plenty of accolades, whereas Glenn Close has been around forever and has never won. I hated that movie, The Wife. Oh, same here. So fucking stupid. Like, there's so much those two would be saying to each other that we don't get to hear because of the secret, the reveal in the movie that eventually, oh, she wrote all of his books. But like... As a couple, they'd be discussing that all the time. All the time. You know, when he's like, when he's like we, we won the Nobles, she'd be like, yeah, I wrote all your fucking books. Like, that's what they'd say behind closed doors. They wouldn't keep the secret between themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the whole thing. Uh, and then just the Spoiler way it ends alert. is so convenient. <laughs> Who cares? Right. Well, that's the thing is it's such a, yeah. it's such a non-twist and they hint at it constantly through the whole movie. But, right. but it's just weird when, so when characters. So when it's revealed, you're like just bored rather than amazed. It felt more like a filmed play, which right. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's based on a book or a play, I think. Mm. But anyway, so that's my uh, will win is Glenn Close. And for my should, um, uh, gosh, I'm going to go. Yalitza from from Roma, even though that's that's you know, that's not going to happen. Although, how crazy would that be? Like the pictures and stuff would be like just some lady, got, <laughs> some woman from the audience. <laughs> We've decided to just hand it to some random person because no, yeah. she is not. But she's also uh, you know been doing all the you know personal appearances and stuff, and yeah, yeah. so who knows? Could be a surprise. But Glenn Close, I'm going to go. Should for sure Yalitza. Uh, because it was an amazing performance. And like you, like Doug had said, it's uh, one of the things that really creates an amazing performance is, you know, when you're watching a celebrity, you, you can never forget that, like, it's, oh, it's Brad Pitt running from zombies. It's uh, But right. with this one, like Doug said, you feel like, oh, yeah, this is like a doctor. This feels like I'm watching a servant in a, you know, um, 
in a middle class Mexican household. Mm-hmm. So and I that would kind go, of performance doesn't get recognized enough because it's so understated. It just seems yeah, it yeah. Just seems real. So I, I'm going to go should, but then I think Lady Gaga is going to pull it out for oh, Will. Oh, Chris. You know, weirder things have happened. She hasn't won anything anywhere mm-hmm. uh, in all the awards season, but, uh, y- you know, y- you can't argue with how much the Academy's always loved somebody that is a great singer mm-hmm. and plays a dramatic role. Like, you know, Jennifer Hudson basically won for Dreamgirls just for singing that one song. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga <laughs> is great in this movie. And, you know, Live Nation's putting some money into, yeah. you know, the promotion. Well, yeah, that's the thing is there's, like, billboards everywhere. Like, the, the selling of Stars Born as an award winner has not worked out for them. Like, mm-hmm. it hasn't, hasn't happened. But, you know, they have to – if Gaga and Bradley Cooper go home empty-handed, they have to settle for being insanely rich international superstars. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what they're stuck What a stuck tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I yeah. love people, the average person sitting around going, oh, they got snubbed. It's like, well – no. Does it really They'll matter? Be all right. We'll yeah. be okay. selling out a twenty thousand seat arena. Mm-hmm. Is that? And I, I got to say, I was delighted when uh, Bo Burnham won best first time director over uh, Bradley Cooper <laughs> at the DGAs because that's just that came out of nowhere. Everyone was shocked by that. Yeah. And that movie Eighth Grade is really good. It is good. Yeah, that should have at least gotten a screenplay nod from the Academy. I love Melissa McCarthy. She does a great job. Lady Gaga does a great job. The wife just, uh, and it's just, just this. The wife, uh, the wife winning is just classic old Hollywood. You know, the, I hate having to sit through a movie just because an actor gives a great performance in it because you know it's still not a great movie. No. so it's like, yeah, Glenn Close, she's great, but that. How about give it to her for something that is also a great right. movie? Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> like just... Albert Nobbs. <laughs> <laughs> Al Nobbs. I'm going should will with uh, Yelitsa from Roma. That's just, I just, mm-hmm. I want to see it. I don't care. That's yeah. What I'm going for. yeah, make it happen, Graham. I'm going to just push that through. I'm going to, it's my, it's my will is forcing it to happen. <laughs> Best director, Spike Lee, uh, Papa something. Uh, uh, <laughs> Paul Palakowski. Uh, Yagos, Alfonso, and Adam McKay. Yeah. Um, that's really weird that the only normal name is Adam. Uh, not that those names <laughs> are not normal, but you know what I mean. Um, well, this is where it gets really interesting with Best Picture and Best Director, because since they started doing preferential ballots on Best Picture, they have stopped matching up. Mm-hmm. The two don't go to the same thing anymore. And it used to always just go to the same thing. Producer right. and director would be from the same movie, uh, Best Picture and Best Director. So now it's split a lot, a lot of times. Um, and I think this could be yet another. I'm going Alfonso Caron for Roma as Best Director should and will. Wait till you hear what I have to say about Best Picture. Oh, you son of a bitch. Chris Mancini. Um, I'm going to go with, I think Spike's going to get an award this year. So I'm not sure which one it's going to be. It's going to be Best Picture, Best Director, but I think it's going to be Best Director. So I'm going to go, should Roma, will Spike Lee? Uh, Chris should and Spike Lee will. Uh, I'm in the same. I'm in the same camp. I think Roma should win because, again, I think it's the best movie of the year, hands down. I love Spike Lee. I really like Black Klansman. But I I think he will win Best Director because 
I think Roma is going to get best picture as I dovetail into the final category. Oh, <laughs> dovetailing now. Roma is my should will. I said that when I walked out of the theater and I will take that across the finish line next Sunday. Um, well, once it's won best foreign film, best screenplay and best actor, I mean, best uh, director, Roma will have had enough. Oh. And... They're just going to give it to a good old-fashioned, popular American movie that years from now people will say that was not the best year movie. They'll even say it as soon as it happens. <laughs> but Green Book is going to win Best Picture. Really? Holy shit. Now, Doug, why do you... I say that because of what it's won so far. It's uh, It uh, won, uh, what do you call it... Uh, Golden Globe, SAG, no. Golden Globe, yeah, one Golden Globe for best screenplay, and uh, what else did it? Or best comedy or musical, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the way the, the dividing up of the comedy musical thing on uh, the Oscars, I mean the Golden Globes, is just getting ridiculous because uh, Star Is Born and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, neither one of them was uh, running as a musical, I think. I think they were both in the drama category. Yeah, no, <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But um but anyway, uh it's just been it's been cleaning up everywhere and especially the uh producers guild gave Green Book best picture and that matches up a lot over the years. Okay, so you're saying your your should is Roma. Oh yeah. And your will is Green Book. That is a bold choice. That is a bold choice. And especially since you're right, this the director best picture have been split up since that balloting thing. It hasn't been just automatic. So And best picture, best sporting actor, and best screenplay. That's a nice three things to give Green Book, which is, you know, it's very popular. People leave that movie mm -hmm. feeling great about themselves and how racism is over. Yeah. And there's your white guilt <laughs> Finally. assuaged yeah. and we rewrote the story. Yeah, look at this white piece of shit can be nice to yeah. people of color. Why can't the rest of us? <laughs> Chris? Um I'm I think Roma is since it's not going to get best director, I think it will get best picture. So I'm going to go should will for best picture Roma. Chris Mancini and I are banking on the Spike Lee director win to mm -hmm. thrust Roma into best, into best picture. picture. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. I mean, that's a total <laughs> that's total a possibility. I just think they're going to slip it to Spike for the screenplay and not for the directing. Hmm. We'll see what happens. Only a couple days away. Oh. We're almost there. <laughs> and I'm cramming. I've got, uh, there's only seven nominated films that I have not seen. And uh, I'm going to try to, I don't think I'm going to finish it by Sunday, but. We're all going to be live tweeting it, right? Are you? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have a show that night. Um, but I'll be manning the comedy film nerds. Oh, what are you performing? Are you performing in the lightly attended show? I'm doing a Sunday <laughs> night. I'm hoping the good people of Chicago don't care about the Oscars and come on out. Um, but yeah, I will be. Uh, I will be. They do not care. Yeah, I'm going to be in Chicago <laughs> the 21st through March 2nd doing uh, all three different zanies: the St. Charles one, the downtown one, and the. Um, Rosemont back to back to back. And of course, the uh, progressive comedy tour next month with Ron Placone, March 10th through the 13th in the Gulf States, Lafayette, Louisiana, Oxford, Mississippi, Pensacola, Florida, and 
New Orleans and Texas in April. Doug, where are you going? Where can people see you? Oh, you know, I'm running around all over the place. Um, got a show coming up on the 28th in uh, Tampa. There's a new helium in Indianapolis. Ooh. I'll be there March 23rd and 24th, I think. But all of my dates are at douglasmovies.com. Very cool. And uh, my graphic novel, Long Ago and Far Away, is out at the Comedy Film Nerd Store and will soon be out digitally from Starburns Press. Uh, it's Dan Harmon's company. And uh, also, a uh, new episode of Conversations from the Abyss just dropped about a uh, middle schooler who is talking to an imaginary friend who may not be so imaginary. Stars uh, Michael Carnaccia and uh, my daughter, Isabella. All right, guys. Go to who my... may or may not be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to ComedyFilmers.com for all that. Uh, DougLovesMovies.com for his dates and GrahamElwood.com for mine. Oh, wait, one more thing. Uh, we have Doug Benson's CDs. Oh, on close out. At the store, yes, it's uh, they are signed and they're only four ninety nine each. So uh, get them while you can. There's only a few left. All right, guys, we'll have the Oscar wrap up show next week. We'll live tweet it Sunday. Uh, Thank you again, Doug Benson. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron Brungard, for your point of order. Uh, My name is Graham Elwood, (laughs) and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first. Green Book.